roadblocks that get in our way for consistency. We need to be consistent as parents. That gives the children great security because they know what to expect. They don't have a mom and dad. They never know how they'll react. So we have three roadblocks to consistency. And in this episode, I want to talk to you about the first one. We have to learn to jump over these roadblocks. There are really three natural tendencies. We all have them. They're natural tendencies. I want you to hear that. You're not a bad person. You're not terrible if you have these natural tendencies. But because they are natural tendencies, then we all have to learn to overcome them. But we overcome them spiritually. The first roadblock is selfishness. And we have to turn to Isaiah 53, 6 to see that we all have this roadblock. I've shared this verse many times in these podcasts. When I learned this verse and wrote a book about it, I didn't know that Isaiah is the most, 53 is the most important book in the chapter in the Old Testament. And I didn't know that verse 6 is the most important verse in Isaiah 53. I only learned that years later. But looking back at how it's been able to help me in my life, I can understand why it's the most important verse in the Old Testament. It says, all we like sheep have gone astray. You know what sheep need. They need full-time supervision. And you as a mom and dad need full-time supervision. And we have little children, they need full-time supervision. But they're not old enough to follow Jesus Christ yet as their shepherd. But he is our shepherd, and he's the one that offers us full-time supervision. And we can let our children see that we follow him And they will follow us, and it'll be much easier for them when they reach the age to do this, because that's what mom and dad did. But it says, all we like sheep have gone astray. How do we go astray? Well, it says here we've turned to his own way. You see, selfishness is the major part of human nature. We all want our way all the time, and that's not wrong. But what is wrong can be the way you react when you don't get it. We all want our children to behave and, frankly, not really leave us alone, but give us space. And they're 24-7. We have to give them attention. And it says in this verse, the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. Iniquity is simply selfishness. And that's why Jesus died on the cross. He died for the selfishness of mankind. And selfishness or iniquity is the root cause of all sin. This verse begins and ends with the word all. It applies to all parents. 
all parents want to have their way with their children all the time. And all children want to have their way with their parents all the time. The roadblock occurs from the wrong reaction when you don't get your way. We look for contentment in life by having things go our way. And God wants to be our source of contentment. What goes on inside of you when your children misbehave? The greatest temptation is to examine our expectations of our children. If these are correct, even biblically correct, we tend to justify a wrong reaction to them when they're wrong. And yet our internal reaction can be more damaging than our children's offensive behavior. People who repress their emotions believe that reactions not expressed are reactions they can ignore. But even if the reactions occur on the inside, they have damaging effect if they are ever expressed outwardly. The destructive action is not only on the inside but on the outside. The most common damaging reaction is anger. And it's easy to deceive yourself. When you're angry inside but you don't act angrily, you tell yourself you're not really angry. Yet you constantly are involved in a slow burn on the inside. Once my friend Dr. Brandt was visiting at my house and my friend Jane came by to see him. We stood on the porch and said goodbye to Jane and as she walked to her car, I turned to Henry and I said, isn't she nice? And Henry replied, I don't know if she's nice or not. This startled me. What a cynical and harsh statement. I said, well, she acts nice to me. Henry laughed. He said, I can go along with that. She may act nice, but I have no idea if she is nice. I can't see her heart. Anybody can act nice and not be nice. I was critical of him, but time proved he was correct. We've encountered many parents who act nice, but as we have come to know them and deal with their problems, we find they're deceitful actors. Sam and I have been guilty of the same thing all too often. Some days on Sunday, we experienced harsh conflict on the way to church. Holding hands with smiles on our faces, we walk down the aisle and take our seats as, we, as if we were the best of friends. We may have fooled the congregation. We didn't fool our children. Standing in my house, looking at the mud on the window and screaming at my children. They knew what I was like. A parent's most important job is to raise children. And home is the most important place a parent goes. If our children should be a priority, why do we see them as interruptions? Why do we view them this way? Parents have plans and children interfere. The behavior and interference reveals our selfishness. A major part of selfishness is just simply wanting to have my way. As I looked at that glass with the muddy handprints, 
my anger was revealed. I didn't get my way because I didn't want my children to put their dirty hands on the glass. Because you see, the last thing I wanted to do was to clean those large windows. I had to stop what I was doing to clean them. So the children became an interruption in my day. Remember my prayer, Lord, change me. God began by showing me the things that needed to be changed in my own life. I was a selfish, angry, bitter woman. I was fine until the children got in my way. You see, family living will reveal this natural tendency as no other situation will. God has provided for this natural tendency. Christ paid the penalty and we need to understand God's provisions for our daily need. Remember in Galatians it say, Walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the Spirit. Walk is your daily life. In the Spirit means with the Holy Spirit in control. But it's an interesting verse to me, because it doesn't say, I want lust after the flesh. It says, I won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. I'll still want my way. But if I recognize a wrong reaction when I don't get it, I stop and deal with that spiritually, then I have jumped over the first roadblock. You see, the, ch the flesh never changes, and it's never eradicated. It's simply to be controlled by moment by moment. To walk in the Spirit simply means to walk with the Holy Spirit in control. How do you have Him in control? You just ask Him to be in control. He says, if we freely admit that we've sinned and confess our sin, He will forgive us and cleanse us. The Holy Spirit shows us sin so that we can confess it to, and be clean and free from it. Once sin is gone, there's nothing to repress and nothing to express. There's nothing to hide. There's no more deceit. At this point, you're clean and empty. It's good to be clean, but it's not good to be empty. And so... As you get up every day, you should say, thank you, Lord, for this day. Would you be in control of me? And when you ask him to be in control of you, he will. And then go about your day trusting him. Don't look for sin. That's a terrible way to live because the job of the Holy Spirit is to convict you. And sometimes I ask him to control me and... Ten minutes later, I realize I'm mad about something. How do I know I'm angry about something? Because the Holy Spirit's in control of me. And he says, oh, look what you're doing. Look how you reacted. At that moment in time, I can agree with him that I am wrong. And then he cleanses me. And then I don't want to stay empty. So I say, now, Lord... You control me and fill me with the fruit of the Spirit. 
And I can go through the day being a loving lady if I want to. That doesn't make me perfect. Don't ever misunderstand me. I am 88 years old, and I still have to trust him to convict me because my old sin nature is still here. The difference in me now and 60 years ago when I am raising my little babies is that I am more acquainted with sin and I know to, to yield to the Holy Spirit's conviction so that I don't have to suffer the consequences of bad behavior. Words spoken can never come back. To yell at a child is inconceivably painful to me, and I was so guilty of doing that. I thank God every day for the convicting work of the Holy Spirit, because in the flesh, it's impossible to control the old sin, the, the flesh, the lust of the flesh. But by his spirit, he can control my heart. And he can make me the kind of person he wants me to be. My heart goes out to parents that don't understand this. Because children can be nuisances absolute nuisance. It's because of our selfishness. Don't let your children become nuisance in your life. We're going to talk later about how to handle them, how to deal with your children, to discipline them. But first, we're talking about you parents. You get in shape to do what God would have you do to raise the children that God can use, to raise the children that can take over the future and run it God's way. Thank you for listening. Be sure you share, and God bless you.